The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to yet another episode of the Kick Pod. I am your host slash sensei, TJ Williams, giving you the insider of my martial arts experience as well as highlighting different martial arts-based subjects ranging from movies, TV shows, certain martial artists, as well as um, actors and um, certain martial arts styles. Okay, so... I hope everything's good with everybody. So um, before I kind of get this show started, I want to at least um, kind of get this out of my um, get this off my chest. Um, of course, um, one thing you want to do out there is have your guard up at all times with all the terrible things happening with um, in the world today. I mean, mostly in our country, in the United States. I mean, dealing with the coronavirus as well as the presidential election and then everything and. With all these people getting killed, and one thing that really struck me is um, the fact that, um, of course, um, actor Rick Moranis, who's pretty much been a, a pioneer in um, in the film business, has been sucker punched out in his um his hometown, or should I say, his town in New York, in New York City, by uh, some random guy. I don't know who he was, or I don't think anybody know who he was, but you know he's on, he's on the loose right now, and and the question is why would he be stupid enough to sucker punch a, a legendary person like Rick Moranis? Of course, um, you know Rick Moranis. He's not much of a fighter, but um, you see him in movies like Spaceballs. He was he had that um, he played Dark Helmet. I mean, I know I'm going off subject here, but, you know, this kind of gets to me. It's like it really makes me angry that somebody would be stupid enough to sucker punch somebody, you know, 67 years old. And he's trying to get himself back into the movies. You know, I'm really looking forward to see what he's got, what, what projects he's doing. But nevertheless, it's it's really disgusting just to see that he got attacked like that. And I hope he's looking for a speedy recovery. You know, that's one thing that, you know, I kind of explain in my in my episodes, in my sessions about what to do in a self-defense situation. You know, for one thing, you want to always keep your guard off and keep your eyes open at all times and really keep your eyes going like all over the place. I mean, looking over your shoulder, but not actually turning your head. I mean, turn your head like slightly quick so you know what's going on. Okay, so with that being said, I want to go on to my episode of, should I say, pretty much the background and concept of kata. I know I was going over a style a couple episodes ago with um, Tank Sudu, a style that's highly known in my style of the Chuck Norris system. And right now, I'm pretty much going to go over like what kata, what kata is and the concept of it. So basically, kata is um <clears throat> meaning form in Japanese. It's um movements choreographed into a pattern, either done solo or in unison 
as a group. You know, that's pretty much the whole concept of Kata. It's like you're moving in all different directions. Usually, in my style, we call it kind of multi-directional combat. <sighs> so you're fighting, like should I say, could be four to six people, you know, depending. You know, usually four to six people is a gang. And you're doing different sort of techniques in all different directions. So when you're practicing these katas, you're memorizing and perfecting the movements and techniques to just at least like work on footwork and choreography and try to get like pretty much reflex. So pretty much that's what you will learn in Japanese martial arts. Pretty much other in other Japanese styles, we don't usually call them kata. We call them hayangs. Usually in Korean style, hayangs. That's another word for basic or for form. All right, mostly like hakido and uh, tenksudu, which I described um, a couple episodes ago. You know, but however, in some Japanese cultures kata can be seen in theater um like kabuki a classical japanese dance drama or in schools of tea ceremony like you got chato that's pretty much what kata can be used for also yeah okay so going into the background in um kata Originally used as a method of teaching and training successful combat techniques in which were preserved and passed on. So these katas, should I say, were probably in the beginning were like created and preserved to be passed on to either the next, like next master. You know, really, when you think about it, like Bloodsport, the movie Bloodsport, you know, you had... Um, John Claude Van Damme's master, or Shidoshi, I mean, in the beginning, he had a son that um, was trained in kata. So, usually, Van Damme, as a younger person, was used as, like, should I say, a punching bag or a partner. Because, you know, really, I mean, if you don't have a partner to train your, to train your, um, techniques with then you know what's what's the point of training the martial arts so that was the whole idea so that's the whole point so it was Van Damme Shidoshi passing on his teachings to his own son and not well mostly Van Damme and you wonder why he was and you and the younger Van Damme was like saying why you coach me is why you don't coach me as as well as him so I guess the thing is, I mean, the fact that Van Damme wasn't family, he was just used as a punching bag. And then, yeah, you see when they go fast forward, when Van Damme was, was um, of course, with uh, Mr. Doshi, and, of course, his son was killed. And, of course, he said the teaching stopped, and then Van Damme volunteered himself as um, his student, but... Almost kind of reviews, reviews saying, "You're not Japanese. You're not Tadak. You're not Tanaka." Of course, yet, but yet, you know, you got Van Damme being around so much 
with the Tanaka as he considered him considered himself his son. That's what happens when you're in martial arts. You know, you got the one master sensei that believes in your ability, and he really tries to, and he really kind of impacts you enough so then he um, becomes like almost a father to you. That's what's that's how it is. And there, okay, so moving on. So Kata, training Kata repeatedly allows the learner to engage in a struggle developing the ability to execute techniques with good reflex. You know, that's what I teach my students. You know, I teach them the basics. I teach them the kata, and then as they move up the ranks, you know, you're teaching them to build up their reflex. Like, you're, if you're going to do a block, you know, you got to do it with fast reflex, but do it with clean, fast, clean reflexes. So you got... You're doing the kata. You mean you're working on your whole body movement. Your not only your arm movement, but your whole body movement. That's what reflex is. You're using your body as well as your your technique to be able to do good execution. All right, so that's pretty much what kata is doing. You're training to really train your body to be more fast and to come. Think of it, you want to be fast and well sequence. You know, pretty much in other words, you know, and your goal in kata is to minimize the length of the fight without hesitation. So that's your goal. All right, so a couple of things, concepts about dumb kata. Why do we still teach kata today? Of course, um, you want to build coordination. You know, usually... You know, when I'm just to go off subject, like fitness classes, you know, I'm also a fitness instructor. You know, when I'm teaching classes, you know, other than staying in the same place, you know, I go in different directions. You know, you got those certain people that says they're uncoordinated. And yet, when you compare to teaching a fitness class versus a martial arts class, you know, when you're teaching a fitness class, you're not teaching them to be coordinated you know you're not expecting them to be coordinated you know you're just teaching the class and just getting having them be fit but you know in other words you're also giving them options you know if you can't do what i'm doing then you do it the way you can handle like do it at a slow pace so what katas when you're first teaching when you're teaching a white belt slash a gold belt a beginner all right you're teaching them like how to move, how to set your feet. And really, so one thing, when you're how to you set your feet, how to set up for a block. So you're doing things nice and slow, getting them to use their muscles. Getting used to use their muscle, that's pretty much the coordination and getting them to use their feet. So everything with kata, you're working from the ground up and you really are trying to... Um, Really trying to help them, like use, like the like, should I say unlock their body? You're unlocking how they they use their body when you're using karate, and we still use it today, just to show them like one, it's tradition. You're teaching them what is being taught years ago, and you're kind of help them building them their own body, 
to do their own to their own things. All right, so that's why we still use it today. All right, nothing has changed since the creation of martial arts, and yet you got another concept can it be applied in a real fight? No, I've been looking at like different videos. You have um this um karate by Jesse and you also got Ian Abernathy. They also are could it say experts in like how to use martial arts in a real self defense or fight situation. You know, one person that really comes to mind is Ian Abernathy. Of course a British um martial artist from England who really breaks down like a kata. You know, I took the seminar took the seminars a couple of years and um when I went to Vegas on our convention, you know, he would teach us like what what a block could be used for or what an attack or what a technique can be used for. Like for one, a simple block. You know, we're taught that a block is also an attack. You know, not only you're attacking a punch, you can uh, use your block to a, a to attack or to hit somebody with. So that's what Ian Abernathy pretty much uh, applies with his um, with his applies with um using kata. Excuse me. Using kata, kata in a real fight. So, for instance, a knife hand block. Use the knife hand block to block an attack, but in this case, you should use a knife hand, knife hand block to to attack too. So let's just say you can use a say use a knife hand block to block a, a haymaker, and then use another one to attack. So, so that's pretty much applying it to a real fight. And you know, definitely, it's known that um, you don't have to use the same thing when you're using kata in a real fight. You have to adapt. You know, you have to adapt by what the person is doing. You know, you got that one person that just throws a single punch. You know, you adapt to, like, not the same thing. You know, you don't use the same technique. I mean, you simply use the knife hand block for the first for the first time. You might, of course, use the knife hand block the first time. And then, yes, for the second time, you don't use it again. You know, you have all these techniques in your back pocket. And you kind of adapt to what you want to do next. Let's say the first time he throws a haymaker, you use a knife hand block. But the second time he, he throws uh, uh, two haymakers, I mean, you can't use a knife hand block. You have to use some type of different technique. I mean, that's what we teach. No, 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 no. Teaching kata, when we teach a basic kata, I mean, of course, we teach them... Well, the first kata we teach them, we teach them usually one block and one attack. And then, of course, the second kata, we kind of add on to that. We use the two two attacks or three attacks. We use a block and two attacks. And then, basically, we um for this next one, we kind of change it up. Instead of using the same block, we use a different block. But usually, we do the same punch. So usually that block could be a block or it could be a trap. So that's the thing with um, self-defense techniques. We use what we can that works. That's, that would really work in a fight. All right.
So that's that. That's basically possibly could man. <sighs> hate having to throw. All right, so that's um. So that's the whole concept of using the real fight. But you know, remember just legalities. Legalities also plays a factor, and when you're in real fights. All right, and another concept. A kata can kata be used in different activities. Oh, most definitely. I mean, other than martial arts, I mean, I mentioned it before. They use kabuki, like using dance, dance um drama. And also, kata can be used in like um choreographed dance, other than kabuki. But um, you ever see movies like um like bringing on cheerleading? cheerleading and um like um movies like um you got served or uh what else what other movie uh step it step it up think of those movies that use kata as as a way as a different activity all right so yeah yeah also kind of, well other than dance and cheerleading also kata can be used for um what's it say it could be used for yard work you know you use kata for usually cutting grass or usually um trimming the lawn i mean i'm using different things you can use it for everyday activity okay? and of course kata can be used in fitness all right so that's a great advantage of um, using uh, kata in um, like dance or kata in like um, fitness class. You know, I used to do that a lot. I try to apply what I learned in martial arts into fitness. No, and speaking of fitness, kata can be used to build endurance other than muscle training, but endurance. And you can like literally believe that if you're going for a black belt. You gotta be really, really well conditioned, so that's another thing. Kata can be used as a way of building endurance and condition conditioning, because you know you're doing like say six to seven katas during a black belt test. You know, chances are you'll be winded. So usually a black belt test is to really test your endurance as well as what will happen if you're not conditioned. If you're not conditioned, then your techniques will look like garbage. So definitely it's important when we teach kata, we teach them not only the, how to do the kata right, but just really build up your endurance and build everything that you need to do that kata. And that's what most students fail to do. You know, when you're teaching them how to do katas, it's like one thing, footwork is always important. It's like, you know, when people like try to turn around, they have their feet so close and their technique looks terrible. You know, you got to turn when you're turning, you got to be uh, in a proper stance and tech, proper stance to be able to execute that technique properly. You know, that's what most kids, well, most students fail with. But with kids, it takes time because, you know, they're not coordinated enough. So. Also with kata, you know, when you think of kata, uh, 
when you after you build that traditional like traditional stamp up usually with cottage you can create your own create your own form you know after you um done like learn like the basics and learn the like intermediate and advanced cottage you create your own and definitely that's what I pretty much had to do for my fourth degree it's like I had to use what I've learned in kata to and apply it into my own kind of form you know really but you know you have to describe what you're doing yeah all right hmm. yeah. yeah that's what happens when you have an afternoon nap you get you get a little real tired well you don't you kind of yawn a little bit but nevertheless come to think of it another way you can use kata or use some um, form what else so you can do P proper exercises like usually with fitness you know it could help you better do better um exercise performance you know squats or lunges or maybe even doing bench press yeah think about that you know you're doing bench press you want to have good form right and also you want to do like also muscle training that's <laughs> that's the whole concept of kata you know the better performance you learn in a karate dojo the better performance you'll learn how to do when you go in the gym and think about it you'll be able to build those muscles that you need by using um kata and also kata another thing with kata i forgot to mention you know there's different forms of kata you know there's the japanese base and there's the cream base so if you look at a kata like from like a japanese style you compare it to like a cream style it's like basically the same kata but it's done differently but you know you can look at the kata and say that kata looks familiar you know i would go to tournaments i would watch somebody do kata and i would look at it it's like how like i really pay attention to it and um because you know i got all these kinds in my back pocket you know i can really identify what if a kata that i do that kata that i know looks similar and you know i would talk to the talk to the person and ask them like what's the kata call it's like it looks familiar and, you know and definitely i would brag to my um master instructor about it like my trips to the karate um dojo or, or well, that's the thing, you know, I go to tournaments and I go to different karate dojos and I really look at, um, even I compete in tournaments, you know, I really pay attention to different styles and, you know, most of these Okinawan and Japanese styles, you know, I look at the stances, you know, stances that look long, but to mine, to myself, you know, we were taught to shorten our stance to be able to move better. So that's the concept of kata, doing what works. You know, with Jap with Japanese, you you can be a Korean martial artist and use Japanese type um type techniques, but yet you got your own Korean style techniques. You know, really keep yourself open minded, and that's the whole concept of using kata in self defense, applying what works. You know, say if you're getting attacked you use the japanese techniques first and then you switch up to korean and then it goes up say you go to china you learn something you use that see that's what's so great about my style it's like 
we call it the universal way. We use different styles of martial arts and apply it to one style. Like create the one style so everything is, well, we're all taken care of. We got all, everything in our back pocket. So that's what I really teach these students. You know, you, you know, you want to make sure you learn something, for, well, learn how to do something right first before you move on to the next thing. You know, with kids it's tough, but you know you don't give up on them. You really try to find out what their weakness is, is and try to use that use that to not make it their weakness try to build up their hopes so they can get past that weakness really get past their limitation that's pretty much what we would do with students and definitely with kata usually one thing that, that's kind of and one steps is tough for them but usually teaching them single techniques it gives them an idea of like how to get to a stance and well, how to stand and how to look should look presentable. Really, you're teaching them life skills too. You're looking, you look presentable in life as well as you look presentable in a cry dojo. All right. So, just let's recap about what kata is. All right. So, it's a Japanese term, but yet in different styles like Korean styles, we use hayang. So, both of them would mean form. And yet, I would say. Kata is choreographed. It's uh, choreographed um, movements where you're fighting different people in all four directions. And usually you can fight them in like all four directions, right, left, forward, back, um, different angles. That's the whole concept of Kata. And yet, Kata can be used for outside um for outside um, martial arts, some purposes, dance. Right? So really, really, if dancers wouldn't like become good dancers, they would go, they would study to be. Oh, I almost forgot. Karate can be used. Karate can be used for other sports. Yeah, like football. I mean, really, like how to like for um, offense, offense alignment, how to block. So really, you block. Block could be could be a kata. It's like how you use a block. You push, and then, and also for defense in line. I mean, you're pushing back, but yet you're deflecting. So that's usually you call that the swim, and also basketball. Yeah, you you can use like how to jump, and usually how to move your feet. So definitely kata can be can be helpful with basketball. So that's really what I want to put down. Right? And also apply it. Other than real fights, you can apply it to sports. And also it helps you to build like coordination. You know, you want to have good footwork when you're doing kata. Right? So and just a heads up of everything if you really are into martial arts, I mean if one thing martial arts isn't all about fighting, you know. If you want to really work on your coordination skills, then usually karate would help you. You know, you want to be more balanced and everything. Really try martial arts for a spell. Really try to help build that balance and build your coordination so you have that nice good footwork. And you know, 
if you were able to get attacked out there, you, uh, you should thank martial arts. You would definitely would thank them for really building up your reflexes. So that's what you need to do if you want to build up your coordination and reflexes. Hey. Okay, so that does it with my episode. All right, tune in for another episode next week, next time at the Kickpot Dojo. This is your sensei, TJ Williams, bow you out, and I'll see you next time. Get in here. We got to call this thing. Tighten up. Come here. All right, guys. Here's the situation. Two minutes left. Zero timeouts. Down by a touchdown. We got to drive 75 yards. All right. We could do this thing. I believe in each and every one of you. But real quick, did you guys know that the Two Point Conversation podcast runs five days a week, Monday through Friday, with various co-hosts and different themes every day? And then you can listen to them on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. So what's the play? Just, all right, just, come on, hurry up. Get to the line and just run, and I will get it to somebody, all right? Come on, on three. Ready. Set. Mother. Delay of game. Offense.